9 o'clock, Jim and the Buckeye Boy, the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Happy day after National Signing Day. Got some sound coming up, uh, more sound with Coach Prime and also Jay Norvell. And when we talk with Mark Johnson in the 7 o'clock hour, Voice of the Buffaloes, you know, Coach Prime's not done. He's going to see after the spring games for programs across the country who might feel like they're not getting their opportunity that might get their crack at playing time in Boulder. I agree with Mark on that, though. They, It's got to be down to one transfer period. Because it's, what, at two right now? Two windows that you can, so. you can transfer? I did see they're bringing back the you can only get one free transfer. Then you're going to have to sit out yep, back to normal. Absolutely the way it should be. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. The one, you got to be judicious now, right? Can't just go, okay, you can't, can't be Tate Martell. Mm-hmm. I'm going to transfer to here and go to here and go to there and go Played to here. Play for more college teams than he will pro teams. <laughs> exactly. Played. Played, not Played. signed for. Played. Not Josh Johnson practice squatting, but actually regular season football games that count. Just it, it makes yeah it it makes no sense to you know provide these multiple opportunities one shot you hit the transfer portal mm-hmm. you don't have to sit out a year great that's fine but it has to be managed differently than what it is right now agreed I, I just you know in in twenty twenty ten point seven percent of FBS starters were transfers. That this season, that number nearly doubled to twenty point nine. The percentage of starters, percentage of starters in college football. So, out of the twenty-two guys on the field, five of them, four or five of them, were transfers. Yeah, that's wow. That's a lot. Like I knew there was a lot, but man, that's 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 a lot. And so your your windows now, December fifth. And then it closes 45 days later on January 18th. And then there's the 15-day spring period from May 1 to the 15th. How, how about we shut down the spring one? Which I know Coach Prime wouldn't like. Right. Because he wants to do some bargain shopping. How about you limit it to 15 hours after your spring game ends? Just <laughs> sure. You know what? Make Might as well a, just drive it all the way home. Make make a decision. Hurry up. Your spring game's on a Saturday. You have till Sunday at midnight. To, <laughs> tick, tick, tick. To decide whether you want to stay. I like that. If you're going to keep not. it, make it. Yeah. You've got. Let's put some fun on it, you know? Well, let's, let's just go maybe around like 24 hours. You want to just do 24 hours? Yeah, let's do 24 hours. Yeah, 24 hours. From the end of yeah. your spring game. To make the decision, put, what you're the, put do. the clock up like Jack Bauer. Exactly like Jack beep, Bauer. You follow beep, him along. You beep. follow like a, a player yep. thing about transferring. Yeah, along during that period of time. I like that. I think that 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 make for some great TV. It would be fat. That would give ESPNU some. Uh, oh, a purpose in life, wouldn't it? FS1. Anybody. I mean, they could. Yeah. If you're NCAA ranks, if you're the the Power Five, mm-hmm. you can. Sorry, rally car race from 2019. <laughs> You're off. FS2 is covering this now. Joey Johnson, third string wide receiver yeah. at Ohio State, yep. is now well didn't barely got playing time in the spring game. He's unhappy. Yeah. Where's he going to go? Julian Fleming went off in the spring game, and now he's 
you see him putting stuff from his locker in his bag and everything you're looking. It's like, does he need that in the dorm? Oh, he doesn't need that. Oh, no. Have the quad box like NFL, like red zone? Yeah, like four guys that you're yep. following. One of them's got to be a quarterback. One of them has to be a quarterback. Got to be a quarterback. Got to be a wide receiver. You call that box QB1, the yep. Dave Martell honorary box? <laughs> I like that. So we can make it so much We've better for them. we come up with programming for so many sports channels. Absolutely. They're just They're not taking advantage of our creativity. All right. Well, yesterday was signing day for many area athletes, and among that group, uh, Alexander Everett plays football at Palisade High School. He's going to go to Concordia College in Minnesota. He joins us right now on the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line. Alexander, appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Congratulations on signing with Concordia. Uh, kind of take Thank us through you. the take us through the process of of recruiting. Maybe some schools that looked at you and how you evaluated that, that Concordia was the place you ultimately decided to go play football. It was just different. I wanted to get out of here. Um, the coaching staff, great coaching staff, great football program. And I think overall, it just put the top on everything else. I know for you that you had to undergo shoulder surgery as a junior, and then you came back oh, yeah. this year with the you know, with a really uh, outstanding season, helping your football team get to the second round of the 3A playoffs. You played linebacker and safety. Take us through the journey of, of recovering from that shoulder surgery because that had to be so frustrating to, to not be part of it as a junior, to, to, to have to stand on the sidelines and watch your teammates, and, and how rewarding it was to be able to be back on the football field this past season. Um, it was definitely a journey. Um, let's see. I think it happened in 2018. We had uh, problems with it during basketball season for competitive basketball, and we didn't know what was happening. We thought it was just dislocation, and we powered through it. We thought it was good, and then come season, we powered through most of it, and then it got to a point where I couldn't do it anymore, so we went to go check it out and just sitting out and pretty much doing nothing really sucked, but I think coaches, the teachers at Palisade definitely helped me get my head on my shoulders and helped me get to where I need to be now, and I think that was definitely a big part of what happened, like how I succeeded. Alexander Everett of the Palisade Bulldogs football team uh, joining us. He signed his letter to play at Concordia College in Moorhead, Minnesota, uh, doing that yesterday. And um, I know that uh, in, in looking at the article in the paper that uh, they actually came out here to watch you play. So they obviously had a, a really strong interest in, in you playing for them, Alexander. Yeah, they definitely did. They Coaching staff, they, came, they started coming down to Colorado two or last year was their first year coming down here and i think it was a true blessing for them to come down here and have interest in me and i'm thankful for that and just overall i think it's probably the best opportunity i'm going to get a d3 program but a nationally ranked program this is a really good program you go to oh yeah at at moorhead tell tell us about the, the coaching staff and maybe some as mentioned they came out here to watch you uh when they were recruiting you but some of the things that you really liked, what you heard from that coaching staff that sold you on playing at Concordia? Um, I would just say that every single coach, when I went up and visit, every single coach knew who I was, what I did, and like my life story. And I didn't really talk and talk to any of them about like nothing. And they, every single one of them knew who I was. The head coach also, like, 
looked at my film with me, told me what I need to do, told me what I'm good at and where I should work on and where I need just helped coach me while we were in the office talking about an offer. And I just think that was like the best, best experience to get. What are they telling you in terms of what you might play? Because we mentioned you played linebacker, played safety for Coach Romano this past season. Have they given an indication of, of where you might be on the football field for them? They want me to play safety. And so what are some of the things that they talked to you about, Alexander, that you need to work on to, to maybe be the starting safety for Concordia? They just told me the overall um, better mentality or, like, keep my head up. And then that's basically the most important thing they said. Other to, like, on the football field, um, just working on a little bit more tackling, keeping my feet under my hips, and that's basically it. We mentioned you went through the the shoulder injury that they kept you out until this last season. You mentioned there were folks, there were there were teachers, other other people at uh, Palisade High School that helped you through that process. Can you can you name a couple people that maybe maybe a teacher and maybe I, I imagine Coach Romano probably played a, a very significant role in that of some folks that that really helped you kind of keep your your mind straight and focused on on getting back on the football field, getting back to competing. I would say the whole coaching staff helped me through everything. Um, Amanda Talley, one of my favorite teachers here. Um, Jody Young, the athletic. Um, Secretary helped me through a lot also, and those are probably the two most impactful teachers that were here. We're talking with Alexander Everett of the Palisade Bulldogs, signed his letter to play at Concordia uh, in Moorhead, Minnesota. They're the Cobbers. Do you know what it, what, what what the Cobber is? Because I haven't even looked it up. What What is a Cobber? It's a cornhead. It's a cornhead. Okay. I thought it probably had to be something corn-related. Yeah. I think it's awesome. <laughs> Do you know the history of why they're the Cobbers? you have any uh, any details on that? Mm, not really. No, I don't think so. <laughs> it's just what they wanted to start, and it, it flows. Yeah, you like the, the, the Concordia Cobbers. It does roll off the tongue nicely. Well, Alexander, uh, congratulations on, on signing with Concordia. And uh, I know you had a tremendous season this year with the Palisade Bulldogs. Best of luck at uh, Moorhead, Minnesota. We appreciate you coming on with us for a few minutes today. Thank you. All right. That's Alexander Everett of the Palisade Bulldogs uh, with us on the program this morning. All right, 9-11. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. And we're going to have a bunch of these interviews on our website. You can check it out at theteam1340.com. Also, our Facebook and Twitter feed as well. Plus, uh, later on this morning, I'll post the uh, the entire show we had last night with Colorado Mesa coach Miles Cochaver, uh, offensive line coach, assistant offensive coordinator Trevor Wickery, along with Trent Matthews. So the defensive coordinator for the Mavericks will have that up later on this morning. All right, text or call us, 970-242-1340. And uh, who do we have in the Chick-fil-A breakfast? Our, our next guest is a little early. So okay. He's hanging out on hold for a minute. Okay, very good. So we will we will get to him coming up in just a little bit. Another one of our local high school athletes uh, signing their letter of intent yesterday. And uh, speaking of that, we had the event down at uh, the Blue Moon last night, and we had three uh, area players that are going to play at Colorado Mesa. And I had the chance to talk with uh, Devin Hickey and uh, Cash Walker, the Central Warriors, and Palisade Bulldog lineman Nico Moreno. Going through the thought process, I was just 
considering Mesa ever since we went to the CMU football camp as a team. It was just a great program. I wanted to be a part of it. So, and then when the day came, I just decided to become a Mav today. What are they telling you in terms of what you might play? Because you played quarterback at, at, at Central High School, uh, really good dual threat quarterback. I thought you really came on as a passer at the end of the season. They've got some really talented quarterbacks, though, too, but yeah. you also played safety. You play. Uh, you certainly could play on the defensive side of the football, maybe even uh, bulk up a little bit, play some linebacker. What, what's Coach uh, Miles Cochaver telling you in terms of what your future might be with this team? Um, I think they're going to have me play at safety right now, and then we'll see where it goes from there. So right now it's safety, though. Well, congratulations on, on signing with the Mavericks. We also have your teammate, Guy, through a few passes to you this season. Cash Walker was on a lot of lists of some of the, the best tight ends in the western half of the country. And, and Cash, for you, uh, I, I saw your tweet. I know you, you could just sense the excitement about deciding to stay here and play for the Mavericks. And Dagan Ranks is such a tremendous tight end for them. You've got some of the similar skill set that the Dagan Rinks had. I mean, that's to be exciting to be able to maybe have that chance to step into a, a player like Dagan Rinks, step into his footsteps. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, having the opportunity to watch him these last couple of years, uh, me being a sophomore, junior, senior in high school, I've seen him develop as a player, uh, and it's been something that I've wanted to fill the role in maybe when I got to CMU. Not knowing that I was going to be there yet, but that's something that I want to do for sure. Definitely when coming here did you ever have a chance to talk with him at all um over social media a little bit okay. i've had the opportunity right now he's kind of having his pro day stuff training for that and uh when he gets back here in april him and i are going to meet up and have a little bit of some conversations yeah he's a good guy to learn from a tremendous talent uh, dagan rings the, the maverick uh, tied in we're talking with cash walker uh central high school tied in that is signed with colorado mesa cash for you uh what do you feel like are some of the things you need to focus on, work on, as you get ready to, 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 to go to camp with this football team and, and try to, to, to kind of make your place on this roster in 2023? Uh, definitely continuing to develop my skill set all the way around as a football player, football IQ, um, kind of just getting faster and stronger in the weight room to compete with some of these guys coming into fall. Central becoming tied into you here in town with uh, Cole Taylor and now yourself? Yes, sir. <laughs> Yeah, Devin's not <laughs> saying, yeah, it's, yes, it's turned out to be a pretty good situation. So we got the, uh, by the way, I have to ask you, did, did you guys have an influence on each other, deciding to want to play at Mesa and continue your careers together? Yeah, when I seen Cash uh, sign, it was like a big, made me want to sign there a little bit more. Same for you? I'm kind of the same way. Like, Devin's been my guy all the way through it in uh, high school. So being able to continue that, even if he's not throwing me the ball, just being a teammate with him again, that's pretty cool. All right, we also have Nico Moreno from Palisade High School, defensive lineman. The silent assassin. You can't be too silent right now, Nico, okay? You have to talk a little bit. It is, it is radio. You have to talk a little bit. Uh, take us through the process of deciding to be a Maverick because I know in talking with, uh, with Trent Matthews, he's excited about what you bring to the table for that defensive line. Let me, let me do something here real quick for you. There, there we go, Nico. Right, Wait, sorry. he wasn't. you were being silent. You didn't mean to be <laughs> silent. So go ahead, Nico. You know, it was a, it was a long thoughtful process for me you know having western recruiting me you know it was a big decision between the two but ultimately it came down to staying with family you know following what i wanted to do academic wise and you know just the hometown feel you know what was it about what coach coach haver talked to you about maybe trent matthews uh crockett gilmore i mean crockett did, did a great job that defensive line former yeah. nfl tied in former csu ram what do they say to you that had an influence on you making your decision to stay in town? Um, they were just so welcoming, you know. Even 
being recruited by the rival, you know, they're just, they always wanted what was best for me, and just academic-wise, not only athletic-wise, you know, it just, they just made everything, like, fill in place, fill at home, you know. You gotta ask all three of you, because Cash and, and Devin, Brandon Milholland was your your high school coach, and Brandon was an outstanding quarterback at, at Mesa State. Joe Romano, former Maverick head football coach. They have any influence on your decision to, to, to be Mavericks? I would say so for sure. Uh, coach Milholland always told us, uh, obviously he knew that we had the opportunity to play college football, and he always told us the selfish part of him wanted to stay home so he could come to each one of our home games. So <laughs> that definitely was an influence for sure. Good for Brandon to do that. I'm glad he, he could. Same deal with yeah, you, Devin? Yeah, it's the same feel. We'd always say, you guys, where are you guys going? You staying home? And then we decided to stay home. Yeah, stay at home so Coach Milholland can come and watch you guys on the Saturday. Yeah. What about uh, Coach Romano? Um, Coach Romano didn't really push it up on me, you know. He he probably is also trying to pimp Wyoming to you as well, right? He'd say, go up a couple for the folks, right? Yeah, you know. <laughs> Fortunately, they didn't want me, but, you know, that's their loss. That's um, true. You know, Coach Romano just wanted what was best for me and what I felt was best for me, you know. He's just so supporting through this whole process, and I can't think of more. All right, that's Devin Hickey, also uh, Cash Walker from Central High School, and Nico Moreno from Palisade, all three signing yesterday with Colorado Mesa University. Coming up, we'll talk, talk with Dominic Carver of the Grand Junction Tigers football team. He'll uh, be playing against those guys down the road. He uh, He'll sign his letter coming up tomorrow with Western Colorado University will have that conversation coming up in a moment. But right now, it's your chance to get qualified for our big game giveaway with Buffalo Wild Wings. You can get a table for six and 50 wings for the big game February 12th at Buffalo Wild Wings out of Mesa Mall. Don't forget, we'll have the game right here on the Team Sports Network. So right now, we will take the fifth texter. Please put your first name, last name on the text and put B-dubs on your text. Fifth texter, you get qualified for the drawing, which we'll have tomorrow. And you'll get an appetizer to Buffalo Wild Wings if you're the qualifier. So text in right now. First name, last name, B-dubs to 970-242-1340. We'll take a break and we'll come back. This is the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Craptastic. That's just crap. The team presents the Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. It's 921. I'm Jim along with the Buckeye Boy, the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Saw where uh, Dan Rolowski has his top five quarterbacks of all time. Where does Brady fit in there for you? Is he number one because of the seven Super Bowls? Does he get down to what they could do on the field, how dynamic of a playmaker they could be? Where a guy like John Elway obviously could hurt you with his legs. Dan Marino was just an incredibly efficient passer. I'm just curious. I mean, you got some time to think about it. I expect you to offer up an answer right at this right at this moment. Buckeye boy. Okay. Or the pile, if you've got some thoughts on that. We'll roll that into tomorrow when uh, Max Ryan will be in on the program, filling in for Cake, who's over on Magic. All right, so a text or call us 970-242-1340. And with us right now from the Grand Junction Tigers football team, he'll sign his letter of intent to play at Western Colorado University tomorrow. With us, it's Dominic Carver. Dominic, I appreciate the time. Thanks for calling in today. Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Loud and clear. Loud and clear, Dom. 
Uh, Western Colorado, a program that's had a tremendous success. They've been a, a playoff team in the D2 ranks here in recent years. Big rival here for uh, Colorado Mesa University. What about the Mountaineers program uh, persuaded you to, to sign with Western Colorado University? Um, I don't know. I've always like been interested in Western ever since I went to the camp my junior year. And so ever since then, I've just really been interested in playing in there. And then yesterday, I finally got to make it happen. Jas Baines, our head coach, has done a tremendous job there. Uh, what about that? Uh, the, the conversations maybe you had with Coach Baines or other coaches that led you to to kind of finalize your thoughts and and make it uh, you know the decision you wanted to to make, and that was go to Western. What kind of solidified you deciding on going to Western? Yeah, so yeah, I think I was uh, talking to Coach Baines and leading up to when he invited me on a visit. The visit's what sealed the deal. I really like the campus and like the way he runs stuff. So. It was just a good pick for me. We're talking with Dominic Carver of the Grand Junction Tigers football team. Uh, Dominic uh, led the uh, Tigers in rushing, 490 yards, couple touchdowns last year, had a 100-yard rushing game for Grand Junction. So running back, is that the spot that they uh, they plan on using you uh, at uh, on this roster, or do they plan on moving oh, yeah. you around? What's, what's, the, what's the position you might be playing? Uh, yeah, so I'm going for running back, but like I said, I could play wherever they really need me, wherever they think I fit best when I arrive there. Have they talked about any other positions outside of running back for you? Uh, no, all we talked about is running back. When you look at that offense, I mean, it's it's an offense that certainly uh, is running back friendly. Josh Cummings, who has had a tremendous career there, one of the better rushers in the conference. Uh, that's that's a football team that likes to pound the rock. Seems like a, a perfect fit for Dominic Carver. Yes, sir. It's going to be it's going to be competition there for sure. That's going to be definitely. So I'm out to work my hardest off, and then show them that I could run the ball. I know for you and your Tiger teammates, it's been a, a rough couple of years, but I think uh, yeah. certainly if you've, you've seen the, the program start to grow under Coach McKee and, and his staff, but uh, I think that you know sometimes we, we, we look at a team's record and some people take that as a reflection of some of the talent that's on a team. That's not the case for this Grand Junction Tigers team. That's not the case for you. Great to see Western realizes you're a talented guy, even though maybe the results were not uh, what you guys were hoping for from a team standpoint. Oh, uh, yeah. I just like really try to show my best on this team and really try to show that I can go play at the next level and like just prove that I can get opportunity at the next level. And I think it speaks uh, to a couple things about you, Dominique, that that number one, your your determination, because there are guys who could say, you know what, things are not going going the way I want them to. I'm I'm not going to keep playing football. I'm I'm not going to do that. But you're out there competing, being a leader for this football team, and those are the kind of things that maybe you, you go up to Western. Maybe it's a rough couple of practices. Things are not going great. You have that to kind of lean into of of being able to deal with some adversity and coming through on the other side. Oh yeah, definitely adversity is going to be. Always go through adversity, so you just got to find a way to overcome it and keep grinding. What are some things that the coach Baines and the staff maybe they've asked you to kind of work on leading up to fall camp for this uh, for your first year as a Mountaineer? Uh, really, everything bigger, faster, stronger, smarter. Uh, just understanding the college is a whole different level from high school, and uh, it's no joke in college. There's some big guys up there. You're, you're right about that. Dominic Garver, the Grand Junction Tigers, he'll sign his letter of intent tomorrow to play for Western Colorado University. Uh, from an academic standpoint, what uh, what appealed to you about Western? Uh, I'm really not sure what I'm going to study yet, to be honest. Uh, I kind of have a couple options, but I'm not, I'll am not. i narrow it down, I'm sure, in the next couple months. 
Well, enjoy signing day for you coming up tomorrow over Grand Junction High School. Uh, Dominic, I appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on this morning. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for putting me on the show. Have a good one. You too. Take care. Dominic Carver of the uh, Grand Junction Tigers football team, now a member of the Western Colorado University Mountaineers. Joined Malachi Espinoza, Palisade Bulldogs. Uh, Malachi, those, those two guys are going to compete for some time at the running back position moving mm-hmm. forward uh, when uh, camp gets underway. All right, 927, Jim along with the Buckeye Boy today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. We'll have uh, In the Garage with uh, NASCAR Fred, brought to you by Montrose Ford Nissan, coming up in a few minutes. Uh, do we have a winner, a, a winner and a qualifier we for do. a B-Dubs contest? All right, we do. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the contest. It's another winner on the Team Sports Network. Not just because he has great takes on what is and is not a Christmas movie, or because we very much enjoy him as a person. He was the fifth texter. That's Die Hard Keith. Congratulations to Die Hard. Yes. And so he is up for that table at Buffalo Wild Wings. That's tomorrow. We will qualify one more person tomorrow, and then we will draw the winner tomorrow on the program. So your last chance coming up tomorrow uh, on the show. All right. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy. Text or call us, 970-242-1340. Let's uh, hop over the text line, and let's see. Top quarterbacks, Brady, no debate in my opinion. Uh, Montana, Elway, mul- multiple threat, Peyton, and Unitas. That from Paul this morning. Not not too not too easy to argue with that list, you know what I mean? That's, no, that's a pretty solid list. Do we overhype Brady because of the championships? I'm just asking the question. I I don't think you can. I don't think you look at where he was. What third in yardage this season mm-hmm. at the age of 45? He I, threw for 5,300 yards last year. I mean, there are teams. There are teams that would kill for him right now at the quarterback spot. And I remember the couple. Of, oh boy, Brady's looking old. How many? How many long did we hear that? Every it seemed like every at least one time a season. From age 40 on, you heard that about Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And where was Tom Brady when the season was over? Playing for Super Bowl. And he was usually a top five, if not a top three quarterback in terms of passing yardage. Tom Brady threw for 160 yards shy of the NFL record at 44 years old. Yeah. He's also so he's got the third most passing yards in a season at 44. He's got the fifth most passing yards in a season at 34. Like that was 11 years ago and he's still top 5 with that season, the 2011 season. I mean, and, that and is he, absolutely ridiculous. And he's the he's the the unicorn where you could say if he played this season, mm-hmm. he might be able to break that record. He would have yeah. he would have that opportunity to possibly do that because that's how consistent he's been. Because you're talking about champion to me, championships mean I don't mean everything, but pretty darn close. He's got seven of them. He could probably have ten championships. Look, he, the, the loss, two loss of the Giants, the loss of the Eagles, games, one score. That was overtime. Yeah. So you know. I mean, he could. Could have easily, he could easily have ten Super Bowl rings, and the the numbers that he puts up. Uh, there's there's not a a decline like we saw sadly with Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. The decline was quick, 
and it was it was it was drastic. Yeah. We haven't seen that with Brady. There hasn't been this top of the mountain do you know down to the valley. He's still he's still pretty much the same guy at age forty five, mm-hmm. at age forty two, at age thirty eight, and some ways even better after age forty. Look, and because of Gale Sayers, his Hall of Fame resume done in six years, right? Pre two thousand eight injury, Tom Brady was already a Hall of Famer. Absolutely. Three yeah. Super Bowl rings, a fifty touchdown season, led the league in passing twice, and then he got hurt. And then since then, his lowest passing yard total was 2016 when he was suspended for four games, threw for 3,500 yards and 28 touchdowns, and two interceptions. Two. I mean, in 12 games. And like, and I get it. People don't like him. I get that. I don't but, like but, him. But you can't, you, you, you can't look at the numbers and go, he's not the greatest ever. Mm-hmm. If you say that, you're lying to yourself. Right. You're lying in terms of, what it wasn't like he was a game manager guy that won all those Super Bowls, and there was there was some of that where he he was. I've never seen a quarterback that's been able to take in less than top flight talent at the receiver spot, mm-hmm. and just on the offensive side of the ball in general, and get teams to the Super Bowl and win the and way if, he did. If you're in the Super Bowls are the only thing that matters camp, then. You're, Tom Brady's your number one. Everybody else is Absolutely. fighting for two. And then it's uh, Montana and Bradshaw, and then you start getting into the guys with three, right? If that if you're in that group, then you cannot put Brady anywhere else because he's got seven. He's I got mean, rings on both hands. I mean, take the rings away from it. Just look at the numbers and look what he's done, in particular, age 40 on. He's... 800 yards shy of 90,000 passing yards. When he's supposed to be getting worse, the older he has grown, mm-hmm. the, wor- the worse you're supposed to get, right? Yeah. That's not been the case for him. In some ways, he's been better in his 40s than he was in his 30s at times. As the, He had his most amount of losses as a starter this season with yeah. nine. His worst season before that as a starter was 9 and 7. He had a single season before this year where he started more than half the games and did not win at least 10 of them. I mean, are you serious with these numbers? Championships statistically was he among the best in the league during mm-hmm. his career? The win-loss percentage they they all are in his favor. And you, you can crap on him all you want. If I put these numbers can, into Madden, people would be like, stop playing on rookie mode. Yeah, no kidding. Play on all pro mode, bro. What are you doing? It's like... Yeah. I mean, with Paul, I mean, I, I totally agree with him. I mean, Absolutely. You, can't, you, you, look at, you look at Brady of the variety of different filters here. Mm-hmm. He meets the test every single time. Yeah. If his name was something else... It, if it wasn't Tom Brady and there, there wasn't he played for the Patriots and played for Bill Belichick and there wasn't Deflategate and Spygate, mm-hmm. there, there to me there would be there'd still be debate because somebody would try to debate it, right? But there's but still because that's that, the way it is now. But there is no debate about him. There really isn't, and I even cranky bitter Joe Montana with the I never lost the Super Bowl. 
he has to acknowledge that Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. He has to, even with his cranky and bitterness and, and a healthy ego, which I would have if I was Joe Montana, sure. you know, to the fact to where you take away one ridiculously stupid athletic catch by the Giant, what is that? Uh, David what, Tyree. David Tyree. The you take catch. away that, Tom Brady has twice as many rings as Joe Montana, no matter whether he's lost the Super Bowl or not. He the, would have the, the catch by by Plaxico Burris. Yeah, that one they, too. They, when they were, That's when nine. They, were, they were undefeated. Yeah, they had Randy Moss in it, and it, it was like he had a Randy Moss type receiver every year. He didn't have Randy Moss every year or a guy like that. No, he had the Troy Browns of the world, and yes, he had Edelman later, and he had Wes Welker, but he but didn't. What have, did they do outside of Tom Brady? Well, Edelman was ton. Edelman was there the whole time. He didn't go anyplace else. Welker was a good. Slot mm-hmm. guy in Miami got obviously a, you know was huge in in New England and pretty good in Denver. But yeah, his best his best years were certainly with playing with mm-hmm. Tom Brady, and and so he just always managed to elevate everybody around him. And he made four Super Bowls in five years with two different teams. Yeah, and it's it's not like he just was a a game manager guy that threw for 150 yards on occasion. Maybe through a touchdown, or his big game would be three hundred yards, and they they lean on the defense in the run game. That that's not so Tom what you're Brady. Is he ain't Terry Bradshaw. He's not Terry Bradshaw. No offense, Terry, but it's it's, it's fact, not fiction. Yeah, he Joe Namath. Sorry, Joe, but to me, still questionable Hall of Famer. I mean, and I because we've been talking about this. And it's been talked about around the sports media landscape, whether it's radio, podcast, TV shows, since yesterday morning, right? Where's Tom Brady rank? Well, he's number one. It's like, well, there's other guys that are way more athletic than him. No one else threw for the third most yards in league history at 44. He may not run like Michael Vick or have Dan Marino's arm. Neither of those guys played till 45 either. You know what I mean? And, And I doubt they would have been that good. There would, there's no way Michael Vick would ever be anywhere close to that good. Because those were skills that eroded. Tom Brady's skills didn't really erode. He just between, it was between the ears. It was between the ears because he wasn't really fast. He know. never was fast. I mean, he was never fast. You don't had to. You didn't have to worry about the RPO, right? No, Brady it, pulling it and running, and, and he he stayed remarkably healthy too. He had the one year where he got hurt. He got nicked up here and there, but he didn't have a nearly catastrophic right. injury or surgery like Peyton Manning had. Absolutely. Which I think helped in his decline. Who knows without the neck where Peyton Manning would be, Absolutely, right? yeah. So you know, I can't really hold that against me. Orlowski has Mahomes, Orlowski has Mahomes number two. I, I'm i not I'm not ready to put him in the top five Is yet. he a now or all-time? I think he's just his all-time quarterbacks, period, whether they're, whether they're active or... Nope. No, I'm sorry. I'm, no. I'm not I love, yet. I love Pat Mahomes. Patrick, sorry. Not yet. Not yet. But Paul has Montana number two. I don't have a huge issue with that. Elway, Peyton Manning, Unitas, called his own plays. The guy that kind of made the quarterback position what it was in the league. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, I, if he's top five for me, in, in this, but I, I respect what, what Johnny yeah. U meant. And it works for me like all-star snubs. You know what I mean? If I right. if I'm gonna take if I'm gonna put a different quarterback in Paul's top five, who am I taking out? I don't know. 
don't yeah. know which one. Yeah, I'm maybe Unitas of that group. Maybe. And then Paul wanted to know why, why, why has the NFL continued to play the Pro Bowl? Because they're the greatest marketing machine ever. They're on our radar 24-7. We're not carrying the Pro Bowl on Sunday. Why? <laughs> because it's a flag football game. Well, and because they're not, it's not a game broadcast. Yeah. It's going to be like an interview and clip show. Which, what's the point? Exactly. What's the point? Uh, let's see. Steven. He has Elway number one. Broncos were carried that team. I, I'm not going to disagree with, with that part of it. I just don't think, and I love John Elway, you know me. Mm-hmm. I'm a Broncos fan. I don't I don't think he's number one. But My, if... And, and you can't have Brady number three on this list. I'm sorry, Steven. You can't have him number three. If Super, If it's about winning and it's about the Super Bowls and it's the only thing that matters, then there's no way John Elway is one. No. He's fourth at best yeah. because it's Tom, Montana, Bradshaw. Absolutely agree. So yeah, I look love Elway. Can't have him number but one. But if you put John Elway number one on your top five, okay, that's your opinion. But now right. you can't come back with the any argument about anybody. How many championships did they win? Well, it doesn't matter to you. So it shouldn't matter in an argument about say Absolutely. LeBron over Jordan, right? Different Ab- sport. I get it. But you can't then come with the, well, what's it mean? Look at some of the Cavs teams that LeBron got to the finals. Very John, <laughs> very John Elway esque. Yeah, putting him on his back. He didn't win either. He got there. wrecked that first year. All right, we need to get to this day. That's the story of the greatest sport moment of all of history. It's time to take a trip back in time. It's this day in sports history. On this day, 1876, the National League forms consisting of teams in Philadelphia, Hartford, Boston, Chicago, Cincinnati, Louisville, St. Louis, and New York. Also, 1936, Ty Cobb, Babe Ruth, Honus Wagner, Christy, Christy Mathewson, and Walter Johnson, the first members elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Also, 1954, Bevo Francis of Rio Grande College scores 113 points and a 134-91 win over Hillsdale. He broke his own record for small colleges, which he set Two weeks earlier, also on this day, 2003, Atlanta Thrasher star Danny Heatley joins Wayne Gretzky and Mario Lemieux by scoring a record-tying four goals in the NHL All-Star Game as Eastern Conference team loses the first All-Star shootout 6-5. to five. Coming up next, it's In the Garage and NASCAR Fred, brought to you by Montrose Ford Nissan. That's after the break on the Jim Davis Show. We're going to be here a while. Would you like to talk? Talk to me! The Jim Davis Show on Colorado Sports Leader, the team. Now, to anyone out there who wants to go fast, anybody. I want to go fast. Like an oval, then we're going to drive straight, and then we're going to be turning to the left. Green flag, get ready to go in the air. Boogity, boogity, boogity. Let's go racing, boys. All right, he makes his return today from the great state of Iowa. It's NASCAR Fred, brought to you by Montrose Ford Nissan. Not just a better deal, a better dealership. Pricing information at MontroseFordNissan.com. Good morning, NASCAR Fred. Welcome back. Good morning. It is good to be back. Let's go racing, boys. That's right. Time to go racing out in the L.A. Coliseum. And there there was a time that we would have said, what? 
You ain't going to race the right. Coliseum. But this is turned into... A quarter-mile track inside a football stadium and race 750-horsepower cup cars on it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, who came up with that idea? Well, it turned yeah. out to be a brilliant, hey, brilliant crazy idea. Crazy enough, it just might work. <laughs> and it certainly has. It's worked big time for Fox. The Bush Light Clash at the Coliseum coming up this Sunday night, uh, 6 o'clock our time. And uh, so this, I mean, this is kind of the, the start now, the kickoff to the season for NASCAR. Right. Uh, you know, for, for years and years, it was Daytona Speed Weeks that, that kicked off the season. But now you've got this just this this blast of craziness right at the very beginning. So uh, I, I love it. It's a great way to get into the season. It's, uh, you know, it's not a point race. It's just a lot of bragging rights and a lot of money on the line. And just it's just really a high-profile thing for NASCAR, which I think is really cool because, you know, they've been, been – Hurting a little bit in terms of numbers of people watching the races on TV and stuff, and I think this is just what they needed, and I, I sure love it. Yeah, like you said, it, it's not a points race, but it uh, definitely has garnered a lot of attention. Uh, actor Rob Lowe is going to be the Grand Marshal, Heisman Trophy winning quarterback at USC. Caleb Williams is going to be the honorary starter, so got a little uh, star power and, and Rob Lowe, and also a guy that uh, you know is one of the stars of college football that will be part of this coming up on Sunday. Right, and and it's what I like is they've worked in this element of kind of like the local short track racing. You know, they they have the heat races. Well, first you have the qualifying that sets the lineup for the heat races. Then then you run the heat races to determine you know the who's going to be in the main event. You have two last chance qualifiers for guys to to make their way in, and then of course you've got the main event. And uh, well, we all remember who won it last year, don't we? I'll be honest, Fred. I I don't remember who won it last year. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was Joey Logano okay. that won it last year, and then went on to win the championship. So I don't oh, know if sorry. that, if Are that you signifies s- it all. Yeah. But uh, you know, keep an eye on whoever wins this thing on Sunday. I guess. Yeah, that that might be what Joey did last year. Might uh, be a uh, an indication of who's going to walk away with the Cup championship in in twenty twenty three. Yeah, even even though you can't really extrapolate a lot from this, I don't think as far as who you might think might be strong this season and all that just because it is such a unique event but uh you never know it's, you know it could be some momentum for somebody going into the season do you see this at some point this race somehow becoming the actual official start to the season uh in terms of being a points, points race, race and yes. all that i i don't know uh it's you know there's I don't know how long they're going to continue doing the thing, just because there's so much work involved in it. They have to build that track, temporary track, in there every time, and then tear it out again when they're done. And uh, you know, as long as they're doing it in the Coliseum, they're going to have to do that. So I don't know if it's going to be feasible to continue that in the long term. And uh, and I think there would be might be a lot of pushback, really, uh, just as far as Daytona being so historically known as the start of the season i think that you know i think they'll probably they will keep this as an exhibition and the season really starts with speed weeks at daytona that's that's my feeling about it all right let's let's get into some predictions for this coming season start out who do you like to win the championship boy that's that's so up in the air because we've got people in different situations kyle bush going to richard childress racing this year of course we've got uh you know, uh, Brad Keselowski is going to be strong. He was coming on toward the end of the season last year. He's a former champion, of course. Um, some unknowns like Tyler Reddick going to twenty three eleven racing. Uh, Ty Gibbs coming up. 
to drive for, for Joe Gibbs Racing, for, you know, Ryan Priest coming to Stuart Haas, taking over for Cole Custer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, having said all that, who do I like? Well, as much as I hate to say it, you really got to look at Joey Logano. Like I said on our, on our last show last fall, I think they're just going to pick up where they left off. They're going to be strong again this year. Um, one you really got to watch as far as maybe a dark horse, I think, is Chase Briscoe. He, uh, driving for Stuart Haas, you know, and, uh, always liked him. He, he drives a lot like Tony did. And, uh, I think he's gonna, gonna have a better of the year this year. Um, Kyle Bush may have some, I don't know, may, I don't know how well he's gonna, gonna fit in there at RCR, whether he might have a little bit of a rough time or whether he might just take off. I don't know. Um, hmm. Yeah. If I had to make a prediction, huh, boy. You know, I, I, I kind of lean toward Kevin Harvick. It's his swan song season. He's announced he's retiring after the 23 season and uh, one more chance to, to get a second championship. A sentimental favorite, you might say, but i, I got to go with, with Kevin Harvick at this point. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Kyle Busch. I, I think the move to Richard Childress benefits him. Last year was obviously extremely disappointing. He had the, the win in the Bristol Dirt Race, but I mean that was kind of it really for, for Kyle Busch last year. I think he's motivated. He's you know he's got 224 wins, three championships. I, I think the I think the move will be a good move for Kyle Busch. Uh, so that's that's kind of who I'm I'm picking right now on this on the second day of February. I, I kind of like Kyle Busch's chances to maybe to be the guy that wins the championship this year. I do think so. I think he and Austin Dillon. I think they're going to mesh. I think they're going to work together, and they'll be they'll both of them will be up there at the front. It's going to be a good year for RCR. Buckeye, got a prediction? Uh, yeah, since we're chiseling these in stone on the uh, prediction rundown <laughs> I have for the races this year. I, you know what? I'm going to go with Denny Hamlin. He's not the favorite, but he's in the top five. He's, I think, what, mm-hmm. plus 900 behind uh, Larson and Elliott. I like Denny Hamlin this year. I would love to see that happen. I've, I, I was hoping to see him do it last year. He's He's. You know, I don't want him to do this Mark Martin thing and retire as the next, the best driver who never won a championship. Uh, I, I would love to see him get one. Who's a dark horse? Who's a a, a a driver that could come out of nowhere to do it? I like a guy like AJ Allmendinger. AJ, yeah, a definite possibility there. Michael McDowell is another one. They think, were they were strong last year. They they he wasn't you know he. he Actually, he didn't win last year, but he, he and he missed the playoffs. But they were so consistent; he saw him up in, in the top ten a lot. I I got to keep an eye on him this year. I think a guy that Kevin Harvick's teammate with Stuart Haas, maybe a Chase Briscoe. Yeah, I think Fred mentioned him previously. Yeah, and Ryan Priest too, for that matter. He's you know he's taken over the forty-one, so he's he's got some experience. He might be one to watch. And then there's this new guy. He's going to be in the Daytona five hundred. Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, here he's a hotshot kid out of California. That the uh, football coach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, not the, not that Jimmy Johnson. Oh. No, no. That helmet's going to mess up his young, hair. This young up and coming star that uh, is, is going to be racing. Yeah, that uh, we've yeah. never heard of before. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's championship material. Ugh. I think you're right about that. Yeah, he's he's actually a part owner now. He with uh, well, it was Petty TMS. Now it's called Legacy Motor Club. But uh, Jimmy Johnson's a part owner. He's going to drive a few races this year, and he's going to be there to be a mentor to to uh, Noah Gregson and Eric Jones. So watch out for those guys this year. They could they could 
take a lot of people by surprise. The race you're looking the most forward to on the schedule? Oh, the Chicago Street Race. See, that's I'm right there crazy. with you on that. Yeah. I'm, that. That's going to be awesome to see that. <laughs> you have to remind the drivers, though, and I don't care how hot it is, you don't stop at 7-Eleven for a slurpee. <laughs> no, it's... <laughs> Gotta keep driving, boys. Can't no, can't slow down. Can't there's there's they no should pit put one on pit road though. They should. They should have like a slurpee machine yep. on pit row. You just pull up and grab yourself a big slurpee and mm-hmm. get on out of there. Change all four, get a slurpee, get back out on the course. That'd be fantastic. They should make that part of it. Yeah. All right. Put so a slurpee machine in the pits. Right? Yeah. There's some pedestrians yeah. out there too. Make it like driving in Chicago for real. Exactly. Yeah, having some people just <laughs> run run across the the course and. Yeah. And make it make it feel like you know, guys, you messengers on bicycles and throw a blues brother yeah. out there or something, you know. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Gar- garbage trucks and everything. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Maybe people throwing garbage cans onto the course. They have to, to avoid them when they throw them on Dye the course. Dye the river green to start and then black white checker at the end. It'll be fantastic. So are we gonna start with uh, picking the the race at the Coliseum or are we gonna wait till next week? Uh, I think we usually wait till Daytona. Okay, so we will we will weeks. wait then. So we got our predictions right. for the season today. Yep. We got those in the can. Mm-hmm. All right, very good. So it is. Okay. You had, you had something Lots else? of stuff to talk about this year. Well, new tracks, new uh, rules changes, safety improvements, all that kind of stuff. But you know, don't have time for all that right now, but we will. We will definitely get into that next Thursday. Re, you know, Of course, recap uh, the Bush Light Clash of the Coliseum. And, yes, next week we will, in earnest, break down rule changes, some of those things coming up for a NASCAR this season. Hey, Fred, always appreciate it. Thank you so much. Looking forward to a, to another season Sunday, talking NASCAR with you. Sunday on Fox, heat races at 3 o'clock, main event at 6. All right, check it out. The Bush Light Clash at the Coliseum that gets the season started for NASCAR. Appreciate it, Fred. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Jim. All right, that is NASCAR Fred in the garage, brought to you by Montrose Ford Nissan. All right, Max Ryan will be with me tomorrow on the program. Also, Chris Hanks, Maverick baseball coach, will join us about their upcoming banquet and the start of the season. See you tomorrow.